Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. There we go. Hit the wrong hey, button. Hey. hey, welcome to Legit Bat. We have uh, the prop report on again tonight. I don't even know how many times this makes it, but we're always happy to talk with them. Got to host a uh, Patreon party with them a couple weeks ago, and we always have fun. So, never going to miss an opportunity to schedule the great Monica and Brad. How's it going, you guys? Oh, Brad turned his shit. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, That's where'd a, you go? It's a great avatar, Brad. Nice to see you. <laughs> likes to throw sharp things that's just i guess so what is that it looks like the biohazard like one of those things that but it looks like no doesn't it look like it's a little weapon oh yeah yeah. throwing star (laughs) for christmas i bought him a throwing axe Ooh, nice wow really (laughs) really nice yeah it's hard to find a nice one a lot of them are cheesy yeah i thought i thought it was cool let me see if i can find a picture i would love to have one of those Yeah, it's super cool. I mean, I think it's a crazy hobby, but whatever. Yeah. Well, you're from uh, New York, so of course. Yeah, I mean, you would hit somebody if you threw it. Although my father used to have us practice, target practice in the basement of our house in like Rockland County and just shoot rifles in case neighbors (laughs) came to steal our dried food if there was a Russian invasion. In the basement. Wow. That's actually very handy for now because. Yes. That's why I immediately bought dried food. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, now oh you need God. to make your kids target practice. You live in California now, so there's no oh basement. Not only no basement, I think that they would raid your house and slaughter everybody in your family if they thought that you were <laughs> practicing self-defense. And we mean, can't even shoot. We live in a redneck area of California and we can't even shoot in the city limits. Like you'd get the cops called so quick, but we were such insane nineties kids. We would have a piece of plywood and throw old rusty knives at it and uh screwdrivers throwing them like a, a throwing knife. And half the time they came back straight at our heads. I mean, the, the shit that our parents let oh us do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I Oh, really? And the kids, you are educating your children accordingly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Joe has two. They're like they look like handguns. So in addition to the BB gun that looks like an assault rifle, in my opinion, or a shotgun, whatever, <laughs> we have two handguns that are BB guns as well. So yeah, Semi-auto we, we target dope. practice. those. Are you back. afraid someone's going to murder you carrying those around? A cop is going to kill you. Hi, Brad. No. Hi. We don't take that. <laughs> nice of you to join us, Brad. That Hello. was a great avatar. Sorry, my camera. Uh, I switched something up and messed the whole thing up. And I had to figure that, out that what I did. That like sounds issue uh, we would have. We're like rookie mistake every single show. <laughs> well, yeah. So we don't have the uh, production crews like CNN and them just like you guys don't. So stuff is uh, work about? in progress. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys do have the production crews. They do. No. Yeah. no. It's me. Everybody who's in <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. After work. I'm not paying anybody for that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun hobby. There are a couple shows in our group, though. Uh, Steve from Slow News Day has a producer guy. I don't, I don't know if he pays him or if he's just a friend or what, but he has a guy that does his shit. And Charlie, uh, Charlie Robinson uh, uses Tony Merkel to produce his show. And I'm like, how do you even do that? Because I want to be like the guy that is doing it and making sure it's how I want it, you know, not passing it off to somebody and else. How do you pay someone to do it? Like. Right. I mean, doesn't a person need like more money, more dollars an hour than we're certainly getting? Right. You know like an I mean? intern like, or something like that. And that's just. Yeah, but you can't. There's no yeah, I know. way to ask someone to do that kind, that much work. Yeah, Anybody who knows how to do it well, you wouldn't do it for like an intern type salary, I think. Yeah, I mean, it costs. Couldn't it afford costs, it. No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I think I in the community maybe I, we have, I think people would do it for free. Just because, like, they could trade. Uh, like, just to know they were just hard. doing. You don't think so? I don't know. I think people would do it. I do, but it's it's so much work, and you you need, like Joe was saying, you want it the way you want it. If someone's yeah. doing it free, are you really going to be like, "Hey, dude, that was fucked up"? Like, I don't think you're. You know I, I, I mean, mean you're you like, take out that one fart yeah, noise. You don't want to tell it. them. Well. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. No, the nicely. part that was intentional. Right. Now I'd have like a long list of notes of like what to remove and stuff. I, I'm saying I feel the same way. Is uh, yeah, I feel like I would what? micromanage too much if somebody was doing all of those. And they wouldn't take stuff. it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny because I don't really edit our show. I edit to the point where it, hopefully it sounds good and I put in the the music and that stuff. But I don't ever take anything out. I just I'm too lazy for that. I'm like, okay, it, the show happened however it happened and. Here you go, world. Enjoy. I don't think that's laziness. I think that's just accepting. I wouldn't call it laziness. <laughs> you do a lot of it's work. Too, so. It's too time consuming. You wouldn't really be right. able to do it. Like it, it would take another two hours after to actually go back and listen. Yeah. He says he's highly edited on his show, but that is his only job. So I get it. But he was talking about how he edits the shit out of his show, puts things in different orders so that for the first hour, really? and second hour. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I could not go back wow. and listen. And he does that himself? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, but that is his only job. Yeah. Yeah, he's got dialed though. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he knows what he is doing. He is. Who was that? Y'all talking about? Carlwood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah, it's perfect. So, what do you guys been up to lately besides putting out a show every single day, plus bonus shows and everything else you do? You so I had out. a weird experience yesterday with the weather. It's so funny. I have a guy, uh, a listener, now a friend, who I just like call to talk about the weather. And it sounds like I'm just going to call my friend and talk about the weather. And it sounds like it's nice that, you know, and I'm just like, holy shit, why are the clouds square? And he's like, oh, I know the answer to that. You know, and he'll send me a message. So when we talk about the weather, it gets fucking freaky fast. So, uh, so, so talking about obviously. the weather. So, so say that again. I said it's a cloaked craft if it's a square cloud. Come on. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, or it's like they, I don't know what, the, actually, I didn't follow up on that. It is true, though. Did y'all lose power also, up. like Monica? So here's what happened. They were way, way far away from us. They wouldn't even have had that weather that we had. But what we what happened was, so the Super Bowl was Sunday, and they were saying for a week it's going to be, like, unseasonably warm, and it had been freezing for the entire winter. Or cold, like not freezing, but cold. Then it was super warm for like five days straight, whereas other places were having record cold. And my weather friend is like, oh, well, no, when you make it warm in one place, it's going to get cold in another place. So then I was all like paranoid mm -hmm. about the whole thing. And then Monday, so the Super Bowl was Sunday. Monday, there were just tons of chemtrails. So the point where anybody who like has a weird chemtrail experience in my circles, like immediately lets me know, like, holy shit. Did you see the chemtrails today? They're like crisscrossing. They don't even look like regular flight paths. Like it was crazy. And then in the evening, I was going somewhere with my husband. I was like, that is harp. He's like, what's harp? And I'm like, that weird, like uh, frequency look in the clouds. Like, so all of a sudden clouds came in. It was hot as shit for a week. Then clouds come in. And I, he's like, how do you know? And I said, I have no, I have no geographic sense whatsoever. But I'm telling you for sure that is, if you look at it closely, it'll be concentric circles or like emanations from Wait. the direction of the ocean. Because those things, instead of just being in Alaska now, they, they float in the ocean. They're these big white orbs. And I said, is that coming from the ocean? And he said, yes. And he knows that I can't, couldn't navigate my way out of a paper bag. And I have no fucking idea where the ocean is, even though I live here. But, uh, and he was just like, okay, whatever, you and your weather. And I was like, I don't know, this is freaky. So the next day it was like super overcast and the clouds were really low. It almost looks like fluorescent lights. It's freaky. And a lot of times it doesn't even rain. They, they let that happen, but they don't let it rain. So Binkley and I were FaceTiming for something. And uh, I said, holy shit, like this is the second time in a year it's rained here. Like the second time in a year. And he's like, really? And all of a sudden... There's a little thunder, which it never thunders. I've lived here before. I've lived in LA for years over, you know, whatever in my lifetime. And I remember it never, ever thundered or lightning ever, 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 ever. It's thundering and lightning, fucking hail starts pouring down. Hail. It's like, wait, it was at 90 degrees on Sunday. Hail's pouring down. And Binkley's with me. The, not only does the, the, the power go out, but all everything went my laptops went out my laptops have batteries in them they weren't even plugged in the fucking laptops Weird. went out and i was said to my sister whatever i was like they're not turning this they're not turning the electricity back on like they turned this off and the weather completely cleared up 10 minutes later i was like i don't know what they're doing but this is this is an all-nighter and i 
contacted the thing and they were like, yeah, we're turning it back tomorrow. And then it came back on at exactly midnight, which is kind of weird. And I'm just, uh, you know, I think they're fucking with us. They said, yeah, so they, they said it was the weather. Well, they didn't say anything, but we, they expect you to infer that it's the weather because they had this crazy 10 minute hail thunder lightning storm. And, and it normally like it'll blink a little bit, a couple of times and over time and whatever, but it just like blinked out. You saw it, Binkley. Yeah, and I know. It did Everything not suddenly come back. went out. It was strange. It just the went out. Like, they say it's not coming back till tomorrow. I was like, tomorrow? It's but like, I guess they... that it wouldn't come back to tomorrow. I thought they were turning it off and messing with us. And Who then do you they think said... it is there at the little harp switch just going, ha, 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 up and down? I don't know what it was. Maybe because they wanted, I don't know if other people are in town. Like, they, I do notice that, like, the only time it rains is on the holidays. But yeah, they know because they plus how would they know within five minutes that it wasn't coming back till the next day? Like, that's crazy, too. Like, usually they just try. Like, yeah, the weather should clear up around oh. midnight tonight for everybody. And there were a bunch of trucks on the corner before that, like a bunch of I don't know if they were spectrum trucks or whatever, like cable underground. They were doing stuff underground for before that. Anyway, I know that's a long story, but it was just my weird weather situation. And I am not. <laughs> used to the power going out you know it's, it's just yeah i just don't i don't know what to do my sister was here she's from new england she's like do you have any candles i was like oh my god that's such a great idea she's like uh <laughs> you guys didn't follow the guys in trucks to the underground operation that was behind all of this i thought they were just pulling the plug on the house my sister thought they wanted to turn everything off so when they like switched over to 5g or something like everybody's electronics didn't blow up they were just like rebooting <laughs> not and they didn't they wanted to they use the thunderstorm as cover i don't know that's you guys all like PG &E down there it's like cal edison or so cal i don't oh, okay. know because we're all on pg and e up here and they suck and they've lost a oh. ton of lawsuits from the fires yeah they start the fire. We get our power shut off because of wind. So Plans. if it's See, windy and dry, they'll just turn it off because they're like, well, our product sucks and it could definitely blow up. So then they just turn everything off and we're like, okay, whatever. But we're also in a very um, disruptive community, I guess you could say. We don't comply with the mask mandates like a lot of a lot of people around here just don't do that. So they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you want to fuck with us? We'll fuck with you back. Are they punishing you? And that's what you think? Which I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're terrorizing us with yeah. this stuff. Yeah, they're obviously the terrorists here. But... We've had yeah, weather. Because... So our weather's yeah. been weird too. So it's been, so since the be uh, middle of January, I would say around January, I don't know, 13th or 14th, it got to be from freezing at night to 50s, 60s, and then moved into 70s, 80s. And it's been like that ever since, and there's no end in sight. So still through next week, because there's the 10-day forecast, it says it's 68 is the high, and that is not typical for up here. It's sometimes warm. You know, you get the false spring every January or February for a few days, whatever, no big deal. Um, that happens across the board, I think, in most parts of the country. But, oh, we're frozen. Okay. Well, they like, oh. the, they like the droughts. They like to give us droughts. So maybe that's what they're up to. Are we freezing okay. on your end? You guys freeze? are. It's like a. It's like one of those uh, picture books where you flip it really quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Are like we better now? There. Yeah, yeah. You guys uh, are back now, though. You never yeah, know what whose end is on Streamyard or internet or who knows. Yeah. Right. 
It's the art of uh, simple sabotage, the CIA manual. Read through it. It's like a short read. It's like 35 pages maybe. And it, it was written in like 1940, but it talks about basically terrorizing people, getting the general public to do it for you, you know, stuffing uh, fax machines with way too much paper so that they jam up to frustrate the people operating them, trying to do printouts, putting sand in people's gas tanks, stuff that just drives what do you people mean? crazy. The general public gaslighting. gaslighting, yeah. What do you well, mean? Getting they the they encourage in, in the simple sabotage manual. They encourage people who live in the I can't remember which country they're targeting. I think it might be the UK. They're writing to, to that audience. They're writing to. I can't remember exactly, but they're telling the people of that country, look, if you want to help this war effort and you want to stop the people who are maybe it wasn't the UK, maybe it was Germany. Uh, and you want to mm-hmm. stop the people who are bad in your country, then here's what you need to do to get them out of power. So like the the people who are terrorizing the contributors to the Freedom Convoy. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't put anything past them anymore. A, a couple weeks ago on our paid segment, we were talking about this crazy trail that she went down as far as chemtrails and using just Wikipedia, debunking Wikipedia's own self. Oh, so yeah. she looked up chemtrails. Well, we have, and it's we like, to see where I started. So I was taking my daughter home from her boyfriend's house or I was drive i dropped her off whatever but i saw yeah i saw a couple planes in the sky and with huge chemtrails behind them and then i thought nothing of it i just forgot about it i was doing other stuff i saw it and i was like wow that's crazy and then got home and then um later that night of course it was completely overcast and it had been very warm so i said oh weird chemtrails i'm gonna look that up so i looked up chemtrails and that's still and it's just wikipedia i'm not saying that's like a credible source but still it's in there saying that it's a full-blown conspiracy theory so then i thought oh what's the other term oh yeah cloud seeding that's also in wikipedia as a weather modification standard weather modification but they're talking (laughs) yeah again just keep going can you guys hear me yeah totally that's fine I so think it's called solar, and, uh, yeah, solar engineering management or solar energy. There's all kinds oh, of different terms yeah, for it. One, but they, but... They, it's funny because in the first one she showed me, the one under uh, chemtrails where it's like, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. They're like, the parts of the conspiracy include, quote, cloud seeding and weather modification. Then you look up those two terms and they have this whole page under it where it's like, yeah, this is a standard thing we do. We did it back in... Uh, what was the Operation Popeye? The oh yeah, Operation Popeye. Trail, yeah. Ho Chi Minh. Ho Chi Minh Trail, yeah. yeah. In, in China, they had art. They have artificial snow right now in the Olympics. Yeah. They have been. They have like a department for weather control in China. What are weather they? Modification. Are they? I don't know. You're right. They might not be making it like that. But snow, yeah. I know that for I know the previous Olympics or a, a previous ceremony they had over there, they ginned up a bunch of rain because they, they made it come happen faster so that they could have some sort of ceremony. It could be sunny and clear. Then immediately after the ceremony, the rain started again and they had manipulated all of it. There, there's articles about how they like are very specific in the way they manipulate the weather. So they obviously do it and they separate that issue from climate change, which is what baffles me. It's obvious that they do weather manipulation, but they never mention how maybe there, there's a factor in your climate change. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, it's that's what's weird is that they talk about it as a normal thing that they do, and it's totally known. But then under chemtrails, if you call it that, that's a conspiracy theory calling it chemtrails. So the chemtrails was actually in under cloud seeding. So if you look up cloud seeding, 
um, if you go scroll down on the Wikipedia page, it says like conspiracy theories. And if you click on that little link, it or it'll it's like a drop down and it pulls up um, chemtrails like from cloud seeding. And it, you click on that and it's describing the same exact thing that cloud right. seeding just said was completely fine that they do all the time. But chemtrails is a way overblown conspiracy theory that crazy people think about and it's the same description it's the exact of what same thing doing. yeah it's, it's like false flags now you know russia does false yeah. flags anybody here brings up false flag related to us then you're crazy QAnon, right-wing conspiracy theorist non-mask wearing vaccine questioning election questioner nazi basically right. uh, yeah. didn't you read that article sure. the other day where they a mainstream outlet was saying false flag you know imminent or whatever but if you were to say that about literally anything else it'd be like false flags aren't real those are conspiracies right they'd make you like a domestic terrorist if you said it about anything else but now it's like normal so i i have pulled up the simple sabotage thing that uh, i was telling you about so what oh, it was nice. was they were trying to train everyday citizens in the art of simple sabotage to undermine America's enemies during World War II. So they were targeting all of the countries that America was fighting in World War II. And here's, they have a, a list here, kind of summarize some of the points of five timeless, and this is on the CIA webpage, cia.gov. You can share the screen. If you have it up, share the screen. Actually, I can't do that. Yeah. So that the, the visual listeners can see. It's a good idea. Visual watchers, I guess? Yeah. Mouse. Yeah, visual Sperm. watchers. <laughs> That's I use that one sparingly because it's usually a non sequitur, like just now, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got it up there in the. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to add it in. Sorry. There you go. Okay. I don't know how well you can see that if you're watching, but yeah, CIA.gov up here, the art of simple sabotage. And here are, maybe I can make this bigger here. Yeah. You can. Uh, yeah. Hmm. There we go. There you go. Zoom. Yeah. So we have the five tips here. Telephone. At the office, hotel, or local telephone switchboards, delay putting calls through. Give out wrong numbers. Cut people off accidentally or forget to disconnect them so that, they, so that the line cannot be used again. Something that happens all the time and is very frustrating, obviously. Movie theater patrons. To ruin everybody's time at the movies, bring in a bag filled with two or three dozen large moths. Open the bag and set it in an empty <laughs> oh section of the God. theater. The moths will fly out and climb into the projector beam so that the film will be obscured by fluttering shadows. This is like a Saul Alinsky tactic for, you know, disruption that he writes about in his book. You have your managers and supervisors. This is pretty funny. To lower the morale in production, think of the worst boss you've had and act like that. Be pleasant <laughs> to inefficient workers. Give them undeserved promotions. Discriminate against yeah. efficient workers. Complain unjustly about their work. And when possible, refer all matters to committees for further study and consideration. Attempt to make the committees as large and bureaucratic as possible. <laughs> this, is I mean, this is right on point. And this is CIA from the 40s or what? This is Yeah, this was written in the 40s during World War II. Employees. It was written by the OSS, actually, which predated right. the CIA. Be forgetful, clumsy, work slowly. Think of ways to increase the number of movements needed to do your job. <laughs> Use, a, yeah. Use a light hammer instead of a heavy one. Try to make a small wrench do instead of a big one. I mean, this is, this is very creative. It's the way that it's written is very it, yeah. strange. The wording is weird. Sorry, Monica. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, 
you should just do the opposite of all that. It's like when you did the Jelaine Maxwell, like household rules. I loved those. I oh, totally yeah. want her to run my house. Those rules were so <laughs> funny though. Very strict. So good. Don't you guys, talk if to you anybody. Fly, you'll love this one. If you fly in a monarchy, you fly sometimes. Transportation, yeah, think... make train or air travel as inconvenient as possible. Job well done there. One particularly yeah. effective trick, issue two tickets for the same seat on a train in order to set up an interesting argument. Interesting in quotes. Here you go. CIA page right there. And I read in the, well, this book. CIA is AI. I think it's the yeah. AI. <laughs> nice. It seems like it's written and constructed by AI. It More like the CAI. It just really seems like that's not a human who wrote that unless they were a an idiot. Well, I, we we've been on that tip lately. She calls everything AI because all of these yeah, stories we bring up we read, for, for the weekly show we do, we find the most ridiculous oh, articles okay. and they're they're all seems like they're written by AI. It's like who mm -hmm. who wrote this? This is ridiculous. We they saw do a have, commercial last yeah. night though. We saw a commercial oh, yeah. last night where on Hulu, it was a dog grooming commercial too. It wasn't anything political. It was just grooming a labradoodle and they're like are you tired of bringing your pet to the saloon all the time for grooming? And it goes on. And I'm like, whoa, they said saloon. <laughs> Only brings your pet to a fucking saloon. It's just oh, my bartender, so he, he, he grooms my that. dog. But yeah. they said, yeah. But they said to the saloon. And the, just the whole wording. And we kept watching it. And then I you can't really rewind commercials. Oh, right. wow. Look at my face. It looks awesome. Sorry. <laughs> I froze really cool there for a sec. Um, but uh, you don't. You can't rewind the commercial. So we couldn't find the commercial. And we also didn't see the name of the product because we were too busy dissecting it as soon as we heard Saloon. So if anyone started that commercial out there, please let me know. Well, it was weird because the voice yeah. sounded kind of like Siri-esque too, you know, where it was an Uncanny Valley type of thing where it sounded really good. They've come a long way with the fake voice thing, but it was just off enough where I was like, that doesn't even sound like a real person talking. Yeah. Like that sounds like AI. But well, they have some journalists that they or they have bots write some articles for some like sports. It's very simple articles, but I know some weather reports and some sport reports. They have AI write them, and they also we played one on one of our Rockfin shows. Netflix has a series of scripts written by AI, and they make little animated films out of the AI scripts. They they have the AI watch thousands like, upon like hundreds of thousands of hours of horror movies or comedy movies and based on that the ai writes a script it's like five minutes long and then they produce it in animated form and one of them was called like mr joggle nuts i wishes you were more dead or something like that it's just a ridiculous <laughs> title <laughs> and it's hilariously bad well it's but like I thought it was have you guys yeah. heard that the ai written rap song no no is it good oh it's no, it, no. yes, no and yes at the same time. So, so it's terrible, but it shows the progression. Uh, it was, I think it was on Mysterious Universe. We were listening to it, but it kind of shows the progression where they give it X amount of songs to listen to just hundreds of thousands of rap songs, but it, it's making no sense. It's like, bitch, I'll fuck a tree. Like, it's just really stupid. <laughs> rhymes, well, what's that tree look like? Some, yeah, no, but it's just blink. saying random words. What are you pulling it up right now? That's how this was also. That's how this the horror movie. Well, yeah. Was. That, why would they even do that? Why do they want AI to do stuff? Why are you taking the human nature out of stuff? It's crazy. I think it can do a much better job than these. 
I think they're making it look like they're not there. Yeah, have a point there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let's hear There's the song. a real yeah. rapper. Yeah, let me. I'm trying to get through the ad. Can you guys hear this? Expose it to it. Yeah. In the early days. Okay. Oh, skip ads. Okay, I'll throw it up on screen too, though. Uh, share, share, share. How do we do this? And there we go. All right. This is an AI that is able to recreate any rapper's vocal. You literally just pick the rapper, type in anything you want, and that's it. Hit that like button and subscribe to it now. Today, we're going to use this to make songs from scratch. I'm going to make the beats. The AI is going to handle the vocals. I got you, bro. This could go terribly wrong. Okay, it's having problems. It's okay. I don't know. It sounds very copyright. one. E. Yeah. No, anyway. Like, I, I, I realize it, it takes, takes somebody's voice. Like, that can't be right. Is that true? Are you laughing? No, that's not what we were listening to. It was just an AI it that had listened one. to songs. It was you can find it online, so anybody can Google search this and listen to AI doing raps. It's pretty funny. I don't know. It just makes no sense, but they're singing it to this rap beat. But like the articles, kind of. Let yesterday I was researching something and I ended up I never even saw this before, but Britannica has an encyclopedia online that I guess is kind of free, like Wikipedia. And I was reading, I think it was like the Zelensky bio, the president of Ukraine. And it looked to me like it was written by AI, but it was, it made sense. It was coherent. That's why I think like Binkley's movie or the rap thing, if it's not coherent, I think that's like, that's, yeah. it's fake. It's like the Nigerian fake. prince scam with the way they Yes, were. yes, yes. Where it has to be stupid so that right. they can only get stupid people. They don't want to even start. It's like a screen. Yeah. yeah, I think most of our articles are written by AI, though. So I think a lot of things on I think um, more than we're told, at least. Yeah, but I do believe that I believe most of what we read is AI. So when I, I click through Yahoo News every day, but it's not Yahoo is just an outlet. There's, you know, Washington Post, whatever. Everything's on there. And I read all of the articles and most of what I read, I do feel like is written by AI. It doesn't feel like it's written by an actual human unless they're fucking stupid. I mean, and that is possible. Okay, I'm not. Yeah, or not people, native but... English speakers. Yeah, no, they make mistakes that you wouldn't put yeah. out. And that's fine. It's not even the mistakes. It's the content. So they'll contradict oh, and, themselves yeah. in the article and then expect you to believe it still at the end of the day. That's what's weird. But even those mistakes, this is what really sets me off about that. Those mistakes are mistakes that your, your word document like tools will check like it'll take spelling and grammar and fix those for you mm -hmm. like on my yes. on my word doc so how they pop up in an article like i just don't think they're bringing everything they got what i'm trying to look for is this bob saget thing did you hear that his family is trying to they're trying to block it yes the, yeah and the judge really? won't let it come out yeah judge ruled that he's not going to let the the, aut the autopsy report come out yeah well, didn't we already talk about that? I don't know if we talked about it with you, but about how the orbital orbital bones got fractured yes. or something. And that only happens if you're hit from the front or if you're hit very hard from the back. So Yeah, like a 20 foot fall, not a hit the headboard and like didn't even notice and went to sleep. No way. It stinks to high heaven, whatever it is. <laughs> totally. And they keep and it's it may it keeps staying in the news. So they're putting yeah. it top weird. of mind for some reason. Yeah. They just want us to be questioning it. They always want us to be constantly wondering what's yeah. happening. But I was, guys, I was reading an article like that and it was total AI. And I was like, can you just, 
Isn't this big enough news for you to write the article? Well, they're doing commercials too, where they're casting people to, or they're auditioning people because the role is to play AI. So you see these auditions that you go through. I, I've gone through some with a friend of mine who works in casting, and it's a bunch of people who are trying to read scripts like this. So they're trying to mimic the AI. So it's going to be that the line's going to be blurred. Where is AI trying to be human? Human trying to be AI? Yeah. I guess the AI is probably going to win ultimately i don't know i always wonder how many of my spam emails are, are ai or just some nigerian prints like you're talking about because they've yeah. gotten better at it to the point where i'll get a notice from amazon it says no reply at amazon.com is the sender and then wow. email will be like your account has been locked because of fraud it has the copyright at the bottom the logo everything but usually there's a little bit of wonkiness in the wording and then I, i'm like I don't think I haven't bought this thing that they're talking about. So then you click on the no reply at amazon.com and that's just their display name. The actual email is a string of like 16 characters at a string of 16 characters.com. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a spam. So you always got to click on that little thing. Cause yeah, it's yeah. Gotten really good. Yeah. And it, right. So and the links too, it's like never click on anything in email ever again, because they've gotten so good yeah. at masking the email and, and doing these scams, the language stuff, Monica, you've pointed out before the weird way Stacey Abrams arranges her words, like it, this very specific and it doesn't sound natural. It doesn't, but it seems like it's arranged that way for a specific reason. Like they've tested the impact of, of certain arrangements I of think, word or, or something. It's I think weird. that, the way she talks and they write it just it's the way those think tanks write it's that way to make themselves sound really smart i think it's like one level above even like the new york times i used to think where it was deliberately kind of confusing but make it sound erudite so you think that like the reason you can't follow it is that you don't understand the words but really the reason you can't follow it is because it doesn't have a beginning a middle and an end it's kind yep. of bullshit but they put all that fancy stuff in it. And I think that's basically what she learned in those crazy internships she did, which were absolutely unbelievably elite. Oh, wasn't and she doing like mind control kind of international. shit? I don't know about that, but she was doing international stuff that absolutely, um, it included interfering with Russian democracy in a Kissinger owned operation for sure. She was a Yukos oil intern before that went I yeah, think bankrupt, she has an alias. Like yeah, she has an alias where she writes, well, she writes romance and spy yeah. novels called Selena Montgomery. And she once said during an interview, I write characters that if I wasn't a politician, that I would be in my life. And she was talking about a spy character that she had written about. So she seems wow. like, uh, yeah. Isn't she part of that uh, email news group you get? It's like an activist. What is it called? I can't remember. There's Fair Indivisible. Fight. There's Fair Fight. Yeah, she trains people around the country. She sets up little cells, basically, little terrorist cells, where she goes around training people to uh, vote harvest, essentially, and, and to, to go into bars and find drunk people and get them signed up to vote and make promises to them. And, and it, I want to say it's right up to the line of vote harvesting, if not breaking the law. There's a lot of people who say she's broken the law. She's had a lot of organizations that she was part of that she left and that they got sued. So it's like she creates an organization. They train people to vote harvest and they train people to be activists. And then they do some weird stuff with money. The money's always very vague about how she's using the money. Then she leaves the organization. The organization is then under investigation. Same thing happens. She leaves again. So just investigations follow her, but nothing's ever been pinned on her. The only thing She's I can think every That's time right. I look at her, the only thing I can think is that bitch could floss with the two by four. <laughs> All right, definitely. And I, I think Kingpin <laughs> from the Marvel comics. 
yeah, she's part she, of their narrative. She's, terrible. she's protected. She's definitely oh, she protected. She's definitely obviously. protected. She can definitely. do whatever she wants. If she was leaving those organizations and they were all being investigated and nobody follows her, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's very, yeah. If, she's, if I played fantasy football, I'd sign her up as a linebacker. She's a tall, <laughs> tall woman. I used well, to think well, that she's not. I mean, she might be put under the guns like Fauci. He was like glorified for a while and then all of a sudden he's not. Sacrificial wolves, as Monica says. Yeah, uh, I Fauci think she's... and Stacy were dating. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they invested too much in her to take her out like that. I think she's probably there. I, I don't think she's doing as good a job as they thought she was going to do. But she's... um yeah, you're right. The, the narrative about her is a lot. They glorify it a lot more than her performance. But she, but she, because she's she's smart, but she's not. She's very smart, but she's not like as good. She just doesn't. Her dynamism, which I'm sure she has, like as the way preachers do, from what you've told me, Binkley, and also like her parents were both preachers. Mm-hmm. I think at least her dad was. But I feel yeah, I think no, her mom. Her, yeah. her mom is. Her mom was a librarian, right? But then yeah, I've only preacher. seen her mom preach. I've never seen her dad preach. But well, her one of them went to the divinity school they both in did. Emory. Okay, yeah. well then they're yeah. I would call them both preachers. But so, but she does not seem to carry that over in the like real world. But I do feel like she's they had high hopes for her, and they're going to yeah. figure out a place for her. Right, maybe she'll be governor. Do you think she's going to win? You know, I don't know. It's a good. I think it's going to be a challenge for him. I think that a lot of people aren't going to vote for her. I, I know I'm basing this on a small sample size, but some people I know that voted for her last time around, they're not going to vote for her again because of her support of all the mandates. And they, these are Democrats that are tired of it. And I think they're going to be so they have on the Republican side, which this is going to be national focus again because of Stacey Abrams and because Georgia is all center of all a lot of the election. Uh, integrity stuff. So they have Brian Kemp and the other guy. That's the guy who ran against Ossoff, Purdue, uh, David Purdue. And David Purdue is oh, kind of really? running. really? He's going to, oh. Yeah, no, he's running as the Trump guy. He's like the Trump supported guy, the election fraud guy. And he's running in the primary against Kemp. And right. so the okay. Republican side is divided. They'll probably, after the primary, they'll probably get all the support back. So I don't know if she'll win. She's made her career by losing. Like, so it's hard to see her winning. Because you can't, they are Kamala won, so to speak, and she can still frame everything as a victim thing. But Stacey Abrams has risen by by losing and then claiming she was oppressed in losing. <laughs> That's what she's done since college until now. And people let her do it. Come right. on, people wake up. <laughs> yeah, they totally do. Yeah. Jack in the chat says she's not likable. That is a very That's nice way to put it. Yeah. Right. It's a very know. nice I have way a bunch to put it. People from Massachusetts who are in my Facebook, I they definitely don't listen to this show, so I don't care. But um they were like loving the shit out yeah. of her when she when she was coming up and was all in the news all the time. Everyone was posting about her and how amazing she was and talking about BLM and how great that was. And it's just crazy, they, too. You should do that with Obama, too. You know, yeah. it's like greatness inflation because you just so want to demonstrate how not a racist you are or whatever. Right. They, But even out here, people knew all about, oh, my God, that was so sad that, like, Stacey Abrams lost. I'm like, she wasn't sad. Cool. Totally. Yeah. So, right. Exactly. Totally created. She's not oppressed, never been oppressed. So if you want to tell somebody about Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams, part of her platform in 2018 was that she was going to make poverty no longer illegal. She she was going to decriminalize poverty, as she would put it, decriminalize homelessness. Yet 
in 2006 or 2005, something like that, I found all this in the AJC newspaper archives. I screenshot it and stuff because you can't find it in the regular Google searches. She was a lawyer for the city of Atlanta, and she wrote a law that at the time it passed, it was decried by civil rights activists, even John Lewis, for, for criminalizing poverty, for criminalizing homelessness, because it was a panhandling law that a couple of years later was used as a basis for an FBI operation where a bunch of agents dressed up as tourists getting off of like the MARTA train to draw in the panhandlers based on this law. And then they drew them in. As soon as they asked for money, they arrested all of them, took them to jail, put them in the system. The fine was $1,000 as part of this law, which is money they don't have. It just gets these people locked in the system, and then they can never get out of the system for years and years, maybe their whole life. That was because of Stacey Abrams, yet she ran years later on a platform of decriminalizing the very things she criminalized. <laughs> it's so hard to even like, comprehend some of this stuff because it's it's so in your face but at the same time the people that are supporting these people it's like they have blinders on they don't even but see it's it. not really in your face so i didn't know any of that so the people that do research like you brad thank you for that that's amazing we don't all do that and that's what they're counting on they're counting on people to not know this information so when you put it out there that's when they're like canceled you're done <laughs> you yeah. i'm not sure I'm I'm starting to think like with this whole we're beyond science. We're like in the post-science world. Now we're where science is this religion or whatever that you can't people don't care about the truth at all. And they they will prefer they just have this idea of which side they want to be on because that's the side they look like or they want to yeah. look like or they want to be associated with. And whatever you put on that side, mm -hmm. they will accept it. And any facts that you bring that are different. I mean, they will just, they can call you names, racist or anti-science or fascist yep. or whatever. They just call you names because yeah. it's, it's just it's so auto cancellation. Weird. They just, all they have to do is be like racist, Nazi, uh, misogynist, and then you're done. It's just Wait, in I, their mind. I think, Did you guys have a funny article though? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I just was going to say that I think it took them, they've been working on dumbing people down like this for a hundred years Mm -hmm. And that they finally gotten to the point where, as as my son read a quote from back in the day that said, like, our goal is that the that the ability to question authority will be some, a concept people can't even entertain. Like they're incapable, wow. psychologically incapable of questioning authority. That's that it was the goal. Already. They achieved it. I think they achieved that goal. And I think that's why this is when they launched the big show. I kind of feel like. That's why Jesus came as soon as he could, as soon as all leads, all ro all ro roads lead to Rome. That's when like Jesus's message could get out. You know, I just feel like there's a moment in time when like you can have this breach, this broad reach. And that's when the thing happens by design. And that's what I think happened yeah. this time. And yeah. I think it has a lot to do with, I mean, this goes off into the fringe, but the, uh, position of the stars and the planets it seems like they're really paying attention to some of that shit a lot of times it lines up that's in the the far reaches of the conspiracy world but it well, is i mean it's it, it's not it's not far out to think that they plan around that i think that they do invoke magical things whether they believe it's true or they just think that that's a way to get people to have faith in them because i think a lot of it is about them it's a confidence game con so when they make predictions like Klaus Schwab or whatever tells you what's going to happen or event 201, they tell you what's going to happen. It's not just a revelation of the method. It's 
them demonstrating their power and then you feel really intimidated and their friends feel really admiring. So maybe they do rituals and the magical stuff because it helps them give the impression of power, of otherworldly power. Whereas I actually even think now at this point that the Mars landings are fake. I'll tell you that oh, after I, we hear 100%. Jen's article. Oh, yeah. article. So I just, I, all right. So I, I only think it's funny because uh, what you were just saying, Monica, about how, or all of us, I guess, have said this as well, but they're just dumbing people down to the point where they're just believing one side and they're on that side. So there's people who are pro-vax and this is a vax conversation because it's a vax article, but there are people who are pro-vax and they're following, trusting the science, like we're talking about the science, the science, and we're all questioning the science, which is what science is. We all know that. Um, but so I found an article the other day and it was, ask a pediatrician, I'm vaccinated and lactating. Should I sneak some of my breast milk into my toddler's food? So she, <laughs> it starts with, I am fully vaccinated with two kids at home who are not currently eligible for the vaccine. I'm currently breastfeeding my three-month-old and have read a few posts on social media and in various parenting forums about moms sneaking breast milk into their toddler's food so they can receive antibodies. Is this something worth doing? So it goes on. And I did read the whole thing. But what I took from that is that is exactly what we're doing. So we're the left is saying, you're not eligible yet. They can't have these yet. You can't have this. This is the, sorry getting passionate, but the, these are the groups that are allowed to have this vaccine. And that's that you don't question that. And this chick is like, I'm fully vaccinated and double boosted. And should I do this? Should I break the rules? But, but she's shitting on us. I'm sure at the same time, the article does go on to read like that, where we who have not gotten the vaccine are horrible, awful people. So it's too much like where it's she wants the vaccine so bad, she's going to break the rules to get it, which is what we're doing by not getting the vaccine. That I is a great point because during, so it was just the anniversary of Parkland on Valentine's day, the Parkland shooting or whatever it was, that was four years ago. And they, at that, that's when they all came out and said, uh, students walk out of your classroom, have the nerve to break the rules. And it all rests on this totally, there's gotta be a word for it. I, I can't put my finger, finger on nebulous or undefinable subjective. I don't know what, but where the reason it's okay for that chick to break the rules, that's like virtuous rebellion because she's right. Like, this is what this thing goes down to, like the ideology versus image thing. I was trying to articulate is that they, they are trying to find people know it's like that judge said, it's like he can't define pornography, but he knows it when he sees it. So people who want to be in this basket, the image they want, the deplorables or the hipsters or whatever basket they want to be in. They know what's in that basket. They don't know why they can't explain it. But if it's in that basket, they're allowed to beg, borrow and steal to further that basket. And that's virtuous. Yeah. But if it's not in that basket and they can tell that, too, without articulating why or anything like that, it's it's really it really comes down to like fashion, how fashion is transmitted, I think. Yeah. Like they, my daughter knows how to dress and I don't. And I'm like, wow, you just got it. She's like, yeah, you don't wear those. I'm like, how do you know? She's like, I just know. Like, so there's an example of this on the Super Bowl halftime show. So we on the Super Bowl halftime show, we had Eminem, we had Dr. Dre, we had Snoop Dogg, 
people who throughout their careers, at least at the beginning of it, they were known for bucking authority, for standing up to authority, spitting in the face of authority. And they want to have these people who they're trying to manipulate believe that they're still doing that when in reality they're siding with the biggest corporations on the planet. The, the today's right. quote revolutionaries they believe themselves to be are yay go Klaus Schwab go World Economic Forum it's like the most opposite thing ever but uh, so the world the NFL they brought out Eminem they brought out these guys who are all hard and tough literally performing the halftime show of the NFL the most controlled thing on the planet and you the watch Army. it. And I like the songs. I love the songs. It reminded me of when I was uh, in college. Every club I went to had this same playlist they played. But the next day, they tried to make it seem as though there was so much that they bucked authority and they they surprised the NFL by their performance. That Eminem took a knee at the end of it without the NFL knowing he was going to take a knee. And of course, the <laughs> NFL says, uh, "Yeah, people have been taking a knee since 2016. We let people uh, express whatever they want. Players we knew take he was- the knee." Yeah, we should not take a knee in rehearsal. Uh, Dr. Dre, they said Dr. Dre had some controversy over over foul language, but he still got his anti-police message in his rap song. That's always been his rap song. It's nothing. So none of it was anti-authority, but they tried to frame it like it was anti-authority to to mask the to mask the reality that they're all freaking siding with the biggest corporations on the planet. It was all vetted, of course. That in the same yeah. vein. First of all, I remember when the first time I saw like a car ad with a Rolling Stones song, I was, you know, we were, everybody was just like, holy shit. Like they really yeah. sold out. What the hell? But here's the thing. So there's this, you know, the TikTok communists, I kind of think of them like these girls who are the, the soft porn stars from every high school in the country. <laughs> and they're, they've tout the socialist BLM, whatever. And they're like hardcore, hardcore vaxxers, like crying because people aren't getting the vax that kind of vaxxer and i just kind of want to explain to them like or ask them like define communism because you're crying because people aren't being forced to buy a product against their will like this is this no, is it's be- free monica remember it's free <laughs> i'm paying for everybody's yeah so exactly. i mean it's not but i just don't understand how they it's the same thing like they can't reconcile the communist rhetoric with the fact that the thing that they care that brings them to tears the way my mother cries at the passion of christ like they will cry about the vaccine and uh not recognize that that's just a it's just the triumph of fascism over common sense you know but it's the same thing it's it's the image in the basket and And they'll rat out their friends too good people have needles in their arms that's what china's doing like they're trying i think they're trying to model everything after China's, um, their the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, I like China. Want every, do you? But they're fascists, in my opinion. They're fascists. I don't think it's communist. I think it's fascist. Oh, either way, that's what they call themselves, the Chinese Communist Party. That's I know, their, but I, but yeah. see, because because it's what they did was called the CFP. The, it's a vehicle, yeah. yeah. The communism's a vehicle, the appeals and stuff to get all the support for the power of the few, the fascist fascist. That's true. But the but what happened back in the day when Russia and China were both communists, let's say they really were both communists in the 80s, I guess. So things started getting weird and uh in the 90s and the Berlin Wall came down and all that, and there was a lot of pushback on communism. 
So Russia liberated the people politically with no real economic foundation and things really got ugly. A lot of oligarchs scooped up all the residual wealth that they could have distributed to the people. They actually tried to, they gave people like shares and state run companies and then smart people went to the houses where everybody was used to paper anything being worth nothing and they would buy it up. I'll, I'll give you a penny for your dollar's worth of stock and they would give it. And then banks or oligarchs would accumulate that stuff and it really screwed up the economy. But in China, they did it the opposite. They didn't give them political freedom, but they gave them economic freedom and they let them build up the economy and they made sure that that wealth that was being created could be tapped into and basically controlled by that system. And that, in my opinion, is is like was a transition to fascism. And it looks like they kind of retain the communism, but it wasn't. Whereas the political freedom without an economic foundation took a long time for Russia to recover. They actually went bankrupt. Like the country went bankrupt, defaulted on its debt and everything in Russia. Although I'd rather be in Russia than China now. Another part of the problem, though, is this, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a misdefining of words now, too. The the fascism versus communism versus socialism. They, people seem to have it backwards. The Antifa thing are like, we're anti-fascist when they're actually the most pro-fascist group there is. Yeah. And they don't even realize it because they changed the definition over time to be like, no, fascist is a right wing. They love Trump and they love freedom. That's a fascist. OK. And that's part of the left's whole thing where they're like, we redefine everything. We can make yep. anything the way we want. And that's they literally changed the racism in the dictionary. They changed the definition right. of racism. Just to, talked about that the other day. Yeah. To what? It has to be directed towards people of color. People yes. of color yes. cannot be yeah, victims basically. of racism. Wow. Well, that's that's that is much more of a Nazi thing. You know what I mean? That in itself yes. is a de facto racist concept. Yeah, right. Did you no, guys I... see the article about UMass talking about making the it was a whole. Um, God, I'm gonna have to find it. It was UMass um, started these. It was like co-conspirators in anti-racism. And it's basically <laughs> tasking white people to like. Uh, relinquish their whiteness and stop being yeah. so white. Did you see <laughs> that? Yeah, yeah. That's an indivisible training thing, too. We uh, deconstructed one of those, and that's the type of thing that they teach, that you have to be on this anti... You start with this foundation that you are racist if you're white and you just need to externalize that racism, and then you need to learn how to live on the anti-racist you know, but it sounds like a you know, you like you finding Jesus and you need to walk the the walk. Yeah, it's, it's but, a cult. but you need to walk the anti yeah, walk the anti-racist walk. And yeah, it's because... all about propping up people and my black friends, the stuff that they talk about would be embarrassed if I started doing some of these things. That no, hold on, hold on. Let me let me use my voice. <laughs> I'm gonna use my voice to talk for him. It just it just seems so cringe and embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. They're saying uh People who are white feel uh, feelings of sadness, shame, paralysis, confusion, and denial. That's how white people feel. And I'm like, that's so that's so racist. I'm sorry, but that's racist to white people. Also, white people are from all over the fucking world. You could be from Sweden, Germany, France, United States. It doesn't matter. There, yes, there, there are people with different colored skin. There are people who are from all walks of life. We should all accept those people as having differences and also knowing that we're the same in a lot of ways as well and just focus on that and stop talking about 
past shit all the time. We can acknowledge it and move forward past that. No, the most ironic thing about that, though, is this is from the same uh, side of the aisle that will also say feelings over facts and that your individual feelings matter more than anything else. And you should respect people's feelings. So it's like, OK, respect my white feelings then. Yeah, but you can't. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like the, cool. the last thing she read was denial. And so what they're saying is that's why it's cult like, like Binkley said, is that you are, they are telling you what is really motivating you and what you really mean when you say things, what you really feel like completely undermining <laughs> yeah. what you say that you think and feel. And, and in right. which case, how are you even a human being? Like, how does that if if I can if they can do that to me, why I can't I do that to them? And I'm not talking right. about black people. I'm talking about the people who are writing that crap. And yeah. why are they things- writing that? They're not writing that actually because they're some kind of uh, insane, overzealous anti-racist. They're probably writing that. Be- well, they maybe they are insane, anti-racist, overzealous, whatever zealots but the message is coming down from people who don't give a crap they, do they not think of care. all of us as the right. exact what same they know it's a cage match and they're they, in the suites they teach people in this training is such gaslighting and, and it's for the purpose of causing division they tell them and we have a clip of it they say if someone comes to you saying that martin luther king did not like violent protests that he promoted, he promoted peaceful protests that those people are racist white nationalists gaslighting you because some people don't have the privilege of not using violence to protest. So they are misrepresenting Martin Luther King. <laughs> They're taking him out of context and that's a racist. So anybody who's, I mean, that's unbelievable. Like you, if you say literally what Martin Luther King said to them, yeah. they tell you, they say that person who tells you that is a racist. Oh my God. I mean, God. how can you win? Right. Articles that we're reading and believing them if they're like, oh, this is all super normal. They're like, oh, yes. Okay. I read these articles, unfortunately, with the lens of an idiot. So I try to put on this like lens that I don't have. I'm like, all right, let's just try to be the dumbest person I know who's very brainwashed and very gullible. She channels her inner Antifa. Yeah, She's like, I try to mm-hmm. channel my inner idiot and uh, read these articles and think, my God, this could be very scary for us as a human race if people are believing this and getting so sad where they're crying, like you said, Monica, over not getting vaccinated or really believing that just by being born white, which we did not have a say in either, we are shameful and in denial and we're horrible people, even if we've never been racist a day in our lives and they just believe it. They're, it's like hypnotism. It's so fucking yeah. weird. So when do they take the vote away from people they identify as white because you don't probably get to identify yourself as non-white if you wanted to like no you probably wouldn't be able to get make that well, choice racial is basically non-white you saw that actress crying at the yeah. beginning of black history month saying the the one from westworld I mean, i'm sure it was a pr stunt and that she was fake crying but she's crying saying i'm so sorry that they cast me instead of you my mom looked like you talking to darker black women she's a light-skinned african-american it was crazy. Or is she African English? Is it the chick who's? Yes, she is African English, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah, but I mean, I just think that yeah. How can they allow you to vote when you're so out of touch with what you really think or know or feel? Like I, I feel like the next step is to disenfranchise pe- these subhumans who can't be trusted with their own thoughts. You know what I mean? Like it's just so it's disempowering, kind of to everybody. Yeah. 
I, I don't think it's spreading though. I think that, like I think less people are buying into it than the yeah, media maybe. leads us. I mean, to are getting us all ready for the climate. I think there is like a positivity thing happening where I just said on a show the other day I was saying thank God for COVID because basically no one died and a lot of people woke up. So a lot of people came together and started their own shows. We were on a little like we were on a podcast thing with our friends and we started our show a lot of people started shows and a lot of people woke the fuck up and that was their turning moment where instead of it could be the jfk assassination or whatever war we were in we're just not in that generation so it didn't wake us up and we were all taught history very incorrectly in school so how would we know so we saw the covid thing and that was very eye-opening for a lot of people and i saw a lot of people snap out of it i did see a lot of people go farther into it, but I, I do think there's more and more people, even people who are vaccinated or double boosted and say, I got sick after my booster. And it says, it's like, well, just pay attention to that. Isn't that a little bit strange and leave it at that. Or just <laughs> yeah. say to someone, look at all the division in the world. You don't even have to take a side. Just say plant and seeds. Look at all of the yeah, division right. in the world and then leave it there. Don't take a side. Yeah. Don't. I think you're right. You can't go too far. But I also think you're right. I call it the remnant has become self-aware. Like the yeah. remnant has just become a thing that people didn't even realize that they were, that when the chips were down, they would be in the resistance until well, I, the battle lines were really drawn. Yeah. And I think the reason that more people started waking up is because more people started saying, we're going to have our own voice. And luckily we still live as of the time of this recording in a time where we can actually get our voice out there however small it is it doesn't matter yeah. like we we don't have a huge show and most of the people we hang out with don't have the biggest shows ever but they're all starting their own shows and that's spawning other shows and they're all or they don't yeah. have to start a show they're just you know i like the meetups it. i think that people actually connecting in real life is huge yeah, yeah we I think should that's awesome. up here because it's a very Monica won't drive that far. Here. Very, very. I'll meet you in. I see. I, I was gonna do one in, like, in the San Francisco area. I could get that yeah, far. I could do the wine country. Hmm? But Ooh, but there's so many Napa, masks yeah. and vax mandates. No, I know. I can't do it. I didn't do it. I was gonna do it, but I couldn't because I couldn't find any place that no, I could go into. It's weird and rural here, but it's very free. How about Napa? Napa, I don't know how they are with the mask mandates. Well, there. They, they seem we, like they'd be free. We could sit outside in Napa. Would yeah. it just be us? <laughs> Would anybody meet us there? Does anybody listen from Napa? We'll Maybe. just go there and get hammered on wine. Whatever. <laughs> are there? So have people been taking the mask off in California this week? I know some of the counties are still requiring it, but the state overall has lifted it. I imagine I a lot of people lot still wear it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's still the, the diehards that are like, look at me. I'm so safe and I'm keeping we you see, safe. I see like two out of, I don't know, I mean, no, maybe one out of 10 people wearing a mask here in this county. And that's been since the mask mandates started, honestly. Oh, wow. Great. Because yeah, they're bad for you. Ever. <laughs> so yeah. Bad. My daughter doesn't even have to wear one in school anymore. And they haven't even repealed that. And she's not vaccinated at all. I think Is California is talking about. Did they repeal it? No, I don't think they even repealed it. Maybe they did. Did they? No, they just I said think it's I think, in my still in my town. I'm okay. The thing for California it, that sucks too because California Our doesn't follow that itself. <laughs> I think the thing was they said indoor masking is not required as of Tuesday if you're vaccinated. Which uh, okay, whatever. Yeah, sure, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> oh, 
but I don't, every, every county has its own, you know, policies. Every city has its own policies. Right. So I imagine now where you are, it's going to be a little more stupid, but up here, nobody's really been wearing a mask that much anyway. So I did notice yesterday when it apparently stopped that a lot more people in the grocery stores weren't wearing them. A lot of people working in the grocery stores. Like I went to uh in and out and they didn't have any masks on in there and they put it back on as soon as the mandate came out, but they removed all the plexiglass. The employees. Oh, good. Oh my gosh. No, they so took the gross. plexiglass down. Wow. I mean, that stuff is so disgusting. Know. You know what I mean? It's just plastic is where the germs if they, if they don't wash it too, bacteria like is real. I don't yeah. know about viruses, but bacteria is real. It grows on those things. I yeah. don't know. Ew. Nasty. Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to get into, too, is the uh, where you think since you guys are more you know proficient in the geopolitical spectrum, we just kind of come on and talk shit, you know, whatever. But where do you think with the midterms coming up, do you think that's the whole reason behind this dropping is because they're like, fuck, we got to stop this because otherwise yeah. nobody's going to vote for Democrats. Like, I think you might have talked about that, actually, but I was on the same train of thought the other day. I'm like, oh, it's midterm time. Of course, they're going to start easing up to make oh, everybody I happy. One hundred percent think that and... they brought it up right when Trump was like they tried to blame this all on Trump, even though they also shit on him for not wearing masks or promoting the vaccine. Right, and then Biden now he is though. Well, they even talked about it in this. Was it? Uh, was it council? It was the Center for Strategic and International Studies. We deconstructed on on Rockfin last week, and I didn't play all of the clips, but they bring this up in it. They say that. It's come to a point where because they ta they're talking about the surveys and the sentiment because they're always measuring sentiment because the idea is to get the public to to adjust the public, as Edward Bernays would put it, to wanting what they want to implement. But they have to constantly check in and then, you know, re-strategize. And and so they were talking about how it's gotten to the point where the mandates have caused people, even people who take the vaccine to resent taking the vaccine because they were forced to take it. So they'll get it, but they're mad about it. And then they won't vote Democrat. And they said that very specifically. And multiple of the panelists talked about that, that the mask mandates that Republicans are using this as and they say a cult, they're turning it, the, the mandate protest into a cult. So we need to get rid of the mandates. And I, I think that they absolutely were foreshadowing getting rid of these mandates for at least one of the reasons being the 2022 midterms. I think yeah. that's because we stood up, though. I think that's because of all of the uprising. If people all fell in line, I don't think that would be their tune right now. I think yep. they're like, OK, well, people are not really supportive of this, so we better change our tune and be in support of the most people that we can get votes from. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's true because they do measure the sentiment. So the, the power of the people is there. Now, they will adjust and continue to try to adjust their manipulations. But by letting them know that what they're doing is not working, they are forced to adjust. Doesn't it feel I like AI, though, like the navigator recalculating? recalculating. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's definitely like that. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah. do. I agree with you there that I think that there are just a lot of variables and they do weigh and measure them. I, I just love the report from Iron Mountain because they talk about that. They're like, we have computer programs. This was 55 years ago. We have computer <laughs> or 60 years ago. We have computer programs that can evaluate the change in the price of real estate in lower Manhattan if you make a small change in the draft law like the conscription law, yeah. like that's how refined it was 55 years ago or 60 years ago. And so what I, so the variables I think that go into this is a, they absolutely have to have, they re, they, they are still really committed to the two party system, the Republican Democrat psyop. They have mm -hmm. to have it. So 
when the Republicans get too far behind, they got to give them a win. And I think like every midterm, this time it's Democrats, last time it was Republicans, They a bunch of them resign, like in the stronger places where maybe they want to change the balance of power a little bit. Also, I feel like there's obviously so much manipulation in the voting, so much. But the more I look at it, the more I think it it isn't everywhere all the time. Like you can't just go in and steamroll every single solitary region or area. You can. So I think they do a lot of things. Like I would say the vote is just completely fake, but I think they do a lot of things to manipulate the vote and to manipulate the impression of the vote. So Georgia, I feel like opened up to Hollywood and had all sorts of tax incentives and stuff for people to film movies there and stuff in order to get migration from Democrats. That's why when I came out here and Newsom or whatever, like they, they just had the worst laws and they were talking about increasing taxes retroactively. And I said, they are probably trying to chase people out of here to go to redder places to turn them blue because I saw them do that. And in Georgia, and that's exactly what happened. Like I, I, that's why I think that's why it happened. Cause then all of a sudden everybody just flooded to Austin or whatever. So I felt they were doing that, but like they have to do a lot, a lot of things, I think to get it the way they want. And then I think they have to deal with, with, with the sentiment as far as they have been able to bring it. So I, it looks to me like they are doing stuff like that for, just election reasons, political reasons. Maybe it's fundraising reasons. I don't know. Maybe some of the fundraisers are calling the shots. Yeah. I usually think the money is behind it. If they, yeah. So, you know, I hate to think, I, I never really believed that they care so much how we think and feel because they're so manipulative when it comes to media and crowd psychology and the ballot box. But there's, I, I can't yeah. help but think there's some of it. It definitely forces Republicans to change their messaging for 2022 because they it was centered well they were centered a lot of it around the mandate stuff so if the democrats are going to try now and take credit for we we dropped the mandates we don't do it anymore that lessens the impact we know and what they're going to say is trump fucked it up then biden let us all fix it and now it's fixed right just like exactly yeah putin's gonna leave the border of ukraine like on february 20th Putin's going to back away from the border of Ukraine. Right. And, and they're going to say, like, dead dog Ism can't said, yeah, Ism can't said, now they're going to take credit for having de-escalated World War III, which was just war games that were, that were totally announced yeah. four months ago. Yeah. So they're, that's well, what they're going to say. Funny. Yeah. They're he is going to say, we want played forever though, too, according to Joe's sister who lives in the Ukraine, Russia always has troops on the border all the time well, they, they bring they, them up it's their and then the country media. yeah yeah, yeah yeah we have that's troops on the border too. we show sure pictures sure. of it night and day yeah that's what she was saying she said she's lived there for like 10 years yeah, and she said border. russia I mean, always God, on the yeah. border they talk shit then the u.s media makes it a big deal yeah, and they back up no, no like, basically nobody in Ukraine is worried about no. it. Nobody's That's what I heard, too. I heard <laughs> they were he was telling the U.S. media to calm down because oh they were gosh. making it a big deal and everyone was talking about it. He yeah. was like, no, it's mine. This happens a lot. 
a lot of people speak Russian. I think Zelensky was raised speaking Russian. I think Russian was his first language, the president of Ukraine. So a lot of people speak Russian, and it's right there where you could literally broadcast TV over the airwaves, the rabbit ears in Russian, and everyone's going to understand it. It's so just they do not have full control over the propaganda. Yeah, there. it's crazy. Monica, what what what, what you and Jen just said, it's just it's just high-level con artists. Is all. There's low-level con artists that get caught and try to steal your wallet and try to slip your watch off. And there's the con artists in suits. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what... So they're like, alright, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make it seem like World War III is happening. We're going to blow it up with the media. Nothing is going to actually really be different. They're, all, they're already there all the time, but we're going to... People don't know that. We're going to blow it up, and then we're going to save everybody and that's going to be our camp these are fucking con artists but it was a bit i think of a of a test so i do think that the main driving thing here is that Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline from russia to germany which is completed and it's waiting for some kind of regulatory approval and i think that what they were doing was trying to see how what the sentiment would be in germany and like how the new chancellor would manage it. Angela Merkel was the chancellor for 12 years or something like that. And now there's a new guy in there and they are, they elected him and that is the party that's historically kind of more sympathetic to Russia. They need that gas. And I just feel like this was a way to see how badly they could freak out the Germans. And if they were ever going to say, okay, okay, we'll, decouple ourselves from Russian gas. I can't imagine that ever happening, but I think that has to be part of what's happening now. Well, it's a classic Hegelian dialectic, like you guys talk about all the time with the, oh, there's a problem. You uh, Russia's going to invade Ukraine. There's the reaction of the people. And then they're like, don't worry, Biden saved you. I don't even know. Meanwhile, like, they, it happens they create all the, time. the problem. Yes, though. So, yes like, they, they solve the problem. They create the problem in the media. I'm not saying they created it in real time. The problem was always there. They just bring it to our attention, say it's a huge problem, then say they're going to solve it. And then we think it's a huge problem. I even asked his sister, I asked if, is everything okay in the Ukraine? I haven't heard about this before. And she calmed my fears. She said, yeah, we've lived there for 10 years. This happens all the time for the last 10 Where's years. Left? What? what in Ukraine, Ukraine, in Kiev. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they yes. for 10 years. And all the embassy like went to Lviv. Oh my god, we got to get in Kiev. Got to yeah, get in Kiev. Bounce. Like that's just that makes me think even more so. So we look at people in North Korea sometimes and, and there's often the sentiment of oh, those poor North Koreans just don't know that they're being propagandized so much. I wonder if the North Koreans are saying those poor Americans just don't realize they're being propagandized so much. <laughs> oh, one of the other two times I was fooled by fake news. There's two times total from what I can tell. One was when they were spraying isopropyl alcohol in SoFi Stadium the other day. But I blame Stella. Stella, if you're listening. I blame Stella um, on that? Oh, yeah, oh no, the, said, the fake story, right. That was hilarious. I only looked for the fake <laughs> yeah. story. She didn't post the fake story, but yeah, I yeah. looked for the fake story. Um, and I found well, it. Well, you read it was great, by the way. <laughs> oh, because at the end, I was just like, what, what, but what? It seemed oh, yeah, plausible. It got higher. Like, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> so then, so there was another one. I did it on the air on WSB, and then I had to go back and take it back. There was a Twitter feed I was literally following. Totally believed it. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Oh, and it yeah. really looked like the Korean the real official Twitter feed, it was almost identical to the real one. And it would show pictures of Trump and talk about like that American leader has that crazy hair and he's so fat and he's, you know what I mean? His wife is too good looking for him and 
all this stuff. And it's just every single thing that we say about them, they were saying about us. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy. That's so crazy. And I really got to believable though. That's I why know. it's so good. It's I know, believable. I know, but yeah. So we all know that information. That's it's probably don't true. I, I think they do do that kind of stuff over there though. They probably I think do. They do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They demonize <laughs> the West. Absolutely. And there's plenty to demonize. It's probably Russian misinformation, like everything else. Oh, everything else AI is Russian in misinformation. In general, pretending Definitely. to be North Korean or Russian. Sorry, how, but how it's can, probably yeah. AI. Everything's and they roll like, that shit out too. The Russian disinformation they rolled out again, even though the whole operation has pretty much been exposed from 2016. I mean, there's people that still believe it, obviously, but. It, it really it's pretty clear that that was just uh, a psychological operation. But now they're still doing it. They're just still persisting where everything is Russian disinformation. It doesn't matter. No. And it's it's so hard to tell satire from reality and reality from satire. They've kind of merged the two now. And I mean, obviously, if it's Babylon B, what's weird is Babylon B is actually closer to the truth than CNN. The and onion. they're being yeah, really. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I wonder who is behind it because how much value are those like fake news sites? It was too fake. It was too like real. Like it just, there's no value in it. Getting tricked, it's getting pranked. Is is that well, really? I think everybody at this point knows Babylon Bee and the Onion are fake and satirical. Right, but this was but... <laughs> this was something different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something one, different, yeah. and it and it wasn't really. I guess. I guess that's funny. I mean, I guess, but it just seemed like. It was meant to make people like me look stupid well, for believing something like that. Yeah, but well, they do spray. Yeah. They, they do spray stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's also meant to be disinformation that is to be censored. So you have the Babylon Bee, which is which is portrayed as right wing. So that falls in with what they've talked about before. They've they've talked in some of these panel discussions about comedy, about the the dog whistling that some right wing comedians will do. So these things are just reasons for them to say people believed this and now we need to crack down further. So they look for any of these examples that they can. And Monica, you talked about the Google initiative where they're going to be it's like a AI thing that's going to be testing for intent or something. What Jigsaw? What was Jigsaw? Jigsaw. Yeah, the guy who runs Jigsaw. Oh my gosh, he's just uh I mean, he's so deep state, it's unbelievable. But one of the things, I forget what Jigsaw's overarching mission statement is, but one of the things they were working on was detecting sarcasm in comments online. And they said it's because they don't want bullying, they don't want this, but I feel like they're doing it to train AI. Because if you can get sarcasm down and it's good, I think, I, I'm not a fan of sarcasm. I, I think it's cheap, but if but if you can do it, it may... That may be the key to irony and humor and stuff, you know, a stepping stone for AI to breach that. Yeah. That's, that's like autism. So in autism, they can't understand sarcasm because they take everything very literally, just like AI. And I worked in the field of autism for years. So I was, that reminds me of that. So sorry. And there, yeah. No, that, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. That's very yeah. interesting. So the whole Trump thing, Years ago, like four years ago, when he obviously sarcastically said, Russia, if you're watching, send send Hillary's emails, was obviously sarcastic, a joke, but was taken literal by anybody who doesn't like Trump and still is to this day, I think was kind of the, the launching point of this. We're going to look for sarcasm. And I didn't know that was an autistic thing. That, that's interesting. 
Well, yeah, because everything's very literal. So if you say so, social cues and whatnot. You, well, I mean, just if you say something sarcastically, um, I had listened to an episode of Radio Lab a long time ago, but I've said it on our show before. Sorry, guys, if you've heard this before. But uh, a girl got magnetic therapy done. This lady, she was a doctor, actually, and she was reading a, a story where this girl had lent a bunch of CDs to some dude, whatever. I'll make a long story short. The dude... Uh, didn't return any of the CDs, but he returned the cases. And at the end of the day, she looked at them, opened them, and she said, so before she had the magnetic therapy, she read, she looked at the person opening the case, closing it, opening the case, closing it. And then someone said to her, are you going to let him borrow your CDs again? And she said, yeah, of course. Um, but then she had the magnetic therapy. And then when she looked at the whole video again, the girl was like, Oh yeah, of course. I'll totally let him borrow those again. And because there were no CDs in them and she didn't understand it until she had the magnetic therapy and she was diagnosed with autism. So it was just interesting. Wow. That, that is really that, freaky. It's That's you fascinating. Can't necessarily pick up. Did you ever hear that they, the theory that they do, they gave kids autism on purpose? with the oh, yeah. vaccines or whatever. And that That's part true. of the reason is to make them kind of two-dimensional workers, just the way Charlotte Ezerbeet, who was in the Department of Education and kind of revealed the skull and bones. And she was really like, that's the one thing that Alex Jones really, one of the, one of the big things that he brought that was really valuable was his interviews with her. Um, and that she was saying that they, that STEM, and now that they do STEAM, but STEM is there to, and I, you've heard me say this probably like the liberal arts or the arts that the slaves were not allowed to learn because they weren't allowed to learn history or language or rhetoric or civics or any of that, that they were for free men. Liberal was for free men, but, and the Romans were the, the owners and the Greeks were the slaves or so the Greeks were smarter than the Romans. So they had them be their accountants or whatever. They were their slaves. They were white collar slaves and they weren't allowed to understand those things that would have made them demand equality and treatment, whatever. That was, that's what I've read. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but the theory makes sense and it would extend to how they're focusing on STEM instead of a uh, more holistic education. And similarly, if you were to look at autism as the kind of making a person into more of a machine, it would not only serve that purpose by having them naturally suited to STEM or at least monotasking. And then at the same time, the more you get used to those people being interspersed in the regular social scene, the less uncanny that AI thing is. And you know, it's like how I feel about Canadians. Like they're, <laughs> they're humor. I'm just like, what is wrong with that guy? And someone's like, oh, didn't you know he was from Canada? I was like, oh, he's Canadian. Oh, I love so it. I have a lot of Canadian now. listeners. What? So it makes so much sense now. You're Canadian. Yeah, uh, no, it's just so funny. On South Park, yeah, like their heads, like, oh, separate. yeah, they're always and, eggs and they separate, yeah, yeah. and they've just been different, but yeah, so the so the <laughs> so that that could, I mean, there could be something behind having uh, having autism. And I might, I have a son who has Down syndrome, we have a lot of interaction with people who have autism. My son thinks there are three kinds of people, literally, people who have Down syndrome, people who have autism, and people who have normalism which Aww. he made like he wants to get a driver's license and he's like i'll just tell them i have normalism i'm like i don't think they're gonna believe you he's like oh 
they'll believe me. <laughs> not a chance in the world are they going to believe you. But yeah. so he's, I not gonna, he's not going to get in trouble, though. They'll, they'll, uh, you'll get in trouble, I think. I would get in trouble. Well, that well was if he were driving me. and he got... See, he and, doesn't understand hypotheticals. So I said he hated Trump because he goes to public school. <laughs> I and I story, said, yeah. what if Trump were going to let kids with Down syndrome drive? Right. I'm thinking that would be just horrible. And so then for a while, my son thought that Trump was going to let people with Down syndrome drive. So he started liking Trump. And then my brother, who's a Trump supporter and has a good sense of humor, George is a friendly truck driver, sent him a stack of Trump bumper stickers, which he tried to hand out at his public school in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, Your your brother's brilliant. Yeah, I had to pick him up from school. And, uh, you know, confiscate the, yeah. And I'm thinking, so if those were Obama stickers. Oh, my gosh. Really? He goes to the office like, we have a crisis here. (laughs) Did they call you and say that? Was that not No, they just were like, you have to get these out of here. Yeah, get them out of here. We need to tell them Trump is racist again. Yeah, these are not flattering. That was Obama or Biden stickers, honestly, or BLM or any sort of narrative. You don't allow politics. like. You know, was just politics. How is how is my kid a huge Trump support, a uh, Biden supporter? That's if you don't allow politics in your school, yeah, let's just That's like crazy. let's put this. <laughs> let's try to put that together. Wow. So for kids with autism, when I worked with them, all of that um whole working. So I worked with kids with autism to break them out of that cycle. What you were saying, Monica. So like being a slave worker, being in that mono. Uh, I'm monotasking is what I was thinking. Like monotasking. Yeah, for sure. They had a focus. It could be numbers. I only had one little kid that was really into numbers. Um, A lot of them are focused on lining things up, colors. It's basically just the way they want things to go. Our job was to fuck their world up, but in the loving, like the most loving, sweet way ever. So we'd build trust, teach them communication, and then just teach them, hey, it's okay if things don't go your way. It's only going to not go your way for a really short time, and then it can go back to your way. And then we'd build that up and make it longer and longer and longer. Does it stick? No. So, yes, it does, but our entire community was shut down when COVID happened because no one would let us in their house. So the business, that's why I was door dashing and listening to your show. We had great problems with that too. I would have let you in my house. But no, but I a think lot we of could people, all use some of that. That what you're describing. A lot of yes, so a lot yes. Of people were very um, anti-vax, and we were taught two things. So they would oh, say, of course they were. Community. Two things in the autism community are: we don't know what causes autism, and there's no cure. But then they'd throw an additional one in there, and that's vaccines don't cause autism. And it was it wasn't like part of the reason, like anything about autism. But yeah. I went right before COVID, I went to a, um, it was a, this doctor, she had two PhDs. She said that numerous times. Um, and she, <laughs> he shit on Jenny McCarthy. Um, it was right, it was right oh, when COVID yeah. hit Seattle, I think. And we're in Northern California. So I wasn't scared of it, but I didn't know what it was to be really honest. I didn't yeah, know yeah. it was a How whole psyop bullshit thing. Like, yeah, no, we were right, right before we, you know realized what was happening but we went in and we're listening to this doctor who talked about her two phds ad nauseum and then talked about jenny mccarthy's an asshole because she said that vaccines cause cause um autism and 
this is not true. And then she talked about how they have no idea what causes autism and they're trying to hone in on certain genes that they're trying to figure out that are turned on, turned off, and that there's um, a lot of neurons that are turned on and like the front yeah. of your brain yeah. and that's fine, but. She bashes somebody then says she has no right. idea. Which exactly. It's just like <laughs> atheism. I understand agnosticism as far. I mean, I'm a practicing Catholic and I have to say, in all honesty, I'm basically an agnostic because I'm not totally convinced that I'm going to die and my brain's going to be in a box and I'm going to walk up and there's going to be some people there who know my name and they're going to be like, oh, it was awesome watching your life. And, you know, and I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, can we Back watch the box? You go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I can't envision that. So I have some doubts, you know, I, I, I don't understand interdimensionality at all. So I really don't know what there is to, I have absolutely no idea. I'm acting like it's something good and something that makes sense to me and is an afterlife, like the way I've been taught. And that, that feels good. I like that. But, uh, and it keeps me in line. I like that too. But I'm basically, you got to think of it as like form of agnosticism. Um, but, but atheism just blows my mind because they're saying we have no theory whatsoever, no idea, but we're positive. The one thing that most people have to believe since the beginning of time is definitely not true. And, and I mean, I, it's just like the lessons. Like, so we're positive vaccines don't cause it, but we have absolutely no idea what it's does. It's just the polarization. That's what they want. That's what the, they want. Like, they want the polarization. They want you to feel one way or the other. The if you feel in the middle, then that's not great because there's no generation of energy on that side because there's no negativity. So I don't hate anyone who's gotten vaccinated and I don't hate yeah. anyone who hasn't. Yeah, I want it to work. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, more than ever, my entire people. family is vaccinated. Like my yeah, whole, mine too. Uh, not yeah, we're a mixed vax family. But yeah, <laughs> so why? Like, see that even that fucking statement. God damn, it's apartheid. Have you ever given a shit about someone's vaccine status? Have you ever <laughs> no, only because <laughs> that like, someone who was recently um, vaccinated gave me COVID? I don't like it when they give me COVID, and that happens. Yeah, I don't like when they don't let me into doctor's appointments. I didn't have it. Yeah. I never had. It was a year I didn't have it, and I never went anywhere. I never go anywhere. And somebody came into my house, was recently vaccinated, and I was just like, oh, and I got it. <laughs> wow. The next day. That is a very common story. So it does matter. Like, I am a little like when somebody tells me their vaccination status, but I don't hate on them. But now more than ever, I feel like. You know, I'm always wondering about the power play or the occultism. And now more than ever, I'm like, wow, all of that stuff might just be a cover for the fact that it is just simple, unabashed greed that stops at nothing. Yeah. It's yeah. just division. They just want us to be, they want us to pick a side. And when we don't pick a side, I don't know. I, I feel like they want us to be vaxxed. I think they want us to buy two vaccines a year forever. Like, that's what I think. Well, like, the, the richest of people fun. in the world people did get richer. We know they're really the pissed about that. Sure, yeah. that's fine. But then, but like, we're looking at that now. So there's energy going on that. Like, there's something. Yes, saying, yes. Hey, I, well, I agree with you there. That's bad. So they frame it all. Yeah. Enough people yeah. that definitely they're dialing it all back right now. So I think most people are looking at it and thinking this is ridiculous right. and they're not telling us that in the news of course yeah we're not of course. about it we're just gonna see it with our own eyes and we can't be everywhere all at once so 
they're going to make it look like we're the minority, but Definitely. I don't think we are. And yeah, they're just dividing us. Art of war, you know, or Batman, wh whatever, <laughs> is you make yourself seem bigger than you actually are so that you're and that that's what so i when i talk to people and i know we all have a smaller sample size and that's what they would say in the snopes debunk which is always there's nothing more fucking nazi germany than snopes and the fact checkers i mean the, that is the okay. worst so they'll get some right you know they'll they'll be like did did christian bale see a yeti uh licking uh you know um chris cuomo's asshole uh, no, fact check, check false. Everybody's like, of course. Who was saying that that happened? Nobody was saying that that happened. Right. Check, check one up for your positive score. You know, they'll say that. But, but what say, they were saying was that he was groping that chick. Right, totally. So so here's what they did, one of the Hunter Biden fact checks. And I'm exaggerating a bit because I don't remember it specifically. And they've probably changed it at this point because it got backlash. But when the Hunter Biden uh, video, some of the videos initially came out and there was conspiracies around the laptop. So the general term, the Hunter Biden conspiracy theory, the, the conspiracy theory is a very general way of putting it. And they were in the headline, they were debunking the Hunter Biden conspiracy. So that's what people who just look at it at a glance see. And then they, they see, they, they scroll to the fact check because they, they organize it real nicely saying fact check false Hunter Biden. There's no conspiracy around the Hunter Biden, whatever. But then like in between that and below it, they have the details of the claim they are actually debunking. So the claim they're actually debunking in this instance was something like, Hunter Biden raped 38 little Chinese girls <laughs> on a videotape released from a laptop. And I'm like, and nobody's claiming that. No one is making <laughs> that fucking claim. And you're calling that the Hunter Biden conspiracy. It's such bullshit. And when yeah. I hear people quote oh, no, I'm just like, oh. Only right. Not to always go back to the vaccine thing, but this one thing makes me crazy. I actually stopped going to the church I go to because of this. And oh, everybody in my family, whether no matter what their position, everyone just looks at each other and just like, we got to get the fuck out of here. They <laughs> and and you hear everybody say, so many people saying that that religious people have a religious objection to the vax because they think God will just swoop in and heal them. But of course, yeah. it's a religious exemption to put gene therapy in a well body. Like that is actually Catholic teaching. And it is also Catholic teaching that if the Pope disagrees with that, you don't have to listen to him. That is also Catholic teaching. I have seven pages on why it's a religious exemption. And in no place does it say you don't have faith in God if you object to experimental medicine. Like that just... Or whatever. Yeah, and everything well, we all know. Us, like, gives us an idea. All these ideas are so crazy. Like, and it's okay, but if we just kind of take a moment to not look at our phones or not read the media and just go within ourselves for a minute, do you think we'd ever think these ideas were awesome? You think we'd ever be like, "Hey, you know what? What does the government has for me today? Should I ask my doctor about a pharmaceutical that I don't know about?" I mean, we wouldn't. It's all being put right. into our heads. We're yeah. all being brainwashed, yeah, and totally. we're not. I mean, we're doing a good job. I think. I think we are a, a little bit all. We get brainwashed a little where we're addicted to certain things, like watching certain things, even if it's hating on a certain thing. Like I love reading the news and trying to figure out if it's some idiot AI writing it. I think that's really cool, yeah. but I could also spend my time not doing that. I think we all have addictions. Huge. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. We all have addictions to something. It's a matter if it's like productive or, or healthy or not, yeah. like the way we channel our energy. But I was thinking about something similar uh, the other day about uh, reflection and, and looking within yourself, like uh, Socrates and, 
uh, whatever. I, I know that when I, I used to read a lot more than I, I uh, read now and I had more time to read it, it, you would, it would just call on you to reflect if you read uh, certain types of philosophy and other stuff that you couldn't help but think new thoughts and expand your mind. And I think that that, I think that inner reflection is one of the things that they must prevent. They must prevent people from stepping back and reflecting because uh, Aristotle would say that that learning is pain and it absolutely is pain because you fail at things. You suck at things until you learn them. It, it hurts to learn something new. It's easier to go with those patterns to create the new nodes in your brain, but it hurts to create the new ones. But once you create them and you establish them, it's like, Hey, all right, I'm, I'm getting to understand this better. And you start these fucking bursts go off in your mind. So the light bulb and it releases endorphins and it feels good. And it changes the way that you look at the world. And I think that that's what they must prevent at all costs. And we are surrounded with all these, these distractions that it is just, if you look at the pain pleasure principle with Freud, it's just easier to go into the pleasure of zoning out into the TV or zoning out into the video games. I'm totally guilty of all of those things, but it's so much more enlightening and so much more fulfilling to just embrace that temporary pain uh, of learning and reflection because we don't like to reflect because it causes us, we have to do some self, you know, assessment, and we don't always like doing self-assessment, among other things, but it, it always, never in my life has self-reflection and learning turned out bad, ever. Yes, it's been painful, but never has it turned out bad, and I think that that's probably true for most people, and they want to prevent that at all costs, because if they don't, the world would be enlightened. Yeah, well, that, like you were talking about earlier with the people being put into baskets or putting themselves into baskets, they love it because there's other people that feel like them. The thing that I love about our community is that nobody really agrees with each other 100% on everything. You know who does that? Who agrees with each other 100% on everything? <laughs> Mainstream media. Cults. You're right. Cults. They agree with each other on everything. So it actually <laughs> yeah. makes me happy that we we can all disagree on different things because we're like, oh, there's neurons firing off here. Totally. Awesome. Yeah, Not yeah. in a cult. It's yeah, Monica has been so good at challenging people. Monica used to short circuit people that called into the radio. <laughs> that was show. fun. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, beverage time. Oh, what? <laughs> Sneaking it in. Oh, because it's at the end. So you're like, it's okay. There's yeah. 20, <laughs> minutes. 20 minutes left. It's not 20 gonna minutes. Hit. Is how long it takes. I think this is just Pull up your chair. Um, we're posting it. So. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> no. yeah, we'll let you guys go, though. We appreciate your time. Yeah, and sorry. it is a. I know uh, it's been an hour and a half. Sorry, you guys. It is Super a weekday. Fun. No, it's easy. Work tomorrow. Yeah, thank Ugh. you. Y'all's image I know, is badass, I know. by the way. I love it. What is badass? The legit bad image back there. I know. That was a, that was a listener contribution, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. And so he cool. draws for OBDM. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. On Instagram. Yeah, yeah, great artist. That's awesome. He's an amazing artist. Check out his page. He draws crazy awesome shit. It, his whole page is covered in art that he does that is pretty cool. Yeah, he's fantastic. He is. Yeah, so we begin and end talking about all the talent that's in our extended communities. Yes. Hey, so this will probably end up on our extended communities feed. So why don't you tell people who you are and we can tell people who we are. Oh, well, we are legit bat. Uh, I'm Joe. Jen's with me. She's my wife. Ben's hey. usually here, but I think he fell asleep or something tonight. So that's fine. <laughs> he works he's, very early in the morning. He's about 50% of the time, but you know, we, we always, we always show up. We love Ben. But uh, you can find us anywhere. Podcast. It sounds like a, a normal plug, you know, but you can find us wherever you get podcasts and on <laughs> Rockfin. And, oh, and Rockfin. we have Rockfin's fun. We have a lot of li Rockfin listeners. Yeah. Legitbat.com. If you want to get this awesome at bags draws art. 
on a cup or a mug or a shirt or whatever else we have out there. I don't even know. Yeah, we have to figure it out. We haven't put it on all of our stuff. We had, I love it. Yeah. I need new I, swag. So and we are the Propaganda Report, Monica and Brad, and you can find us on all of your podcasting platforms and also Rockfin, which we love. We do yes. love it. We love love your show. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll let you uh, get on with your night and uh, always, always appreciate Yay! you coming on. And thanks to now the live listeners. Are... Always love seeing people in the chat. What'd you yes. say? He said mouse sperm. Oh, mouse sperm. Oh, oh. Mouse sperm. There you go. Mouse <laughs> sperm. <laughs> it's a live yeah, version. Electric. For you right well, I'll never get sick of that. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Later, you. If you wanted to look at it, I didn't mean I put a little image that Stella made of a fat Modark Fauci on the screen share there because you guys talking about artwork it made me think of that uh, yeah i thought oh, that was Jesus. Uh... <laughs> that is it oh my god that's, that's amazing, gonna haunt my dreams uh, well, yeah cool. that, and that was and contributed by cam as well because cam did mention that and uh, stella was inspired by that so it was uh, uh brilliant artwork i love it <laughs> well, if, if you're not watching the video of this show go check out the video just for this ending scene of fauci it is oh creepy af af all right guys all right, have a good night we'll see you too. we'll see you soon